When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. to Ladies Who London podcast. I'm Emily Dell. And I'm Alex Lacey and we're qualified London blue badge tourist guides. Each week we bring to you some of the best bits of London. We talk about our favourite people, places and events with a bit of information, a lot of laughs and a whole lot of fun. We can be found on Instagram at Ladies Who London podcast and on our websites guideemily.com and alexlacey.com and also oh my god ladieswholondon.com and then I can't remember the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> Something about the blue badge. Yes, so found out what it's all about. So anyway, hi, welcome. Hi. We've got news. We've got big news. <laughs> We've got big news. Big news. There is water underneath our toes right now. <laughs> we're in, actually, the big news is we're in the same room for the oh, first that, time that's, That is big news. I can but, you actually know, see you and you're not, go with the water. you're not in a screen. I can actually see all of 3D you. 3D high. 3D high. Look I can my legs. Even, I, I could touch you if I wanted to. It's quite a long Please table, don't. but... Uh, yeah. Don't, um, don't. No. No. Anyway. Anyway. Welcome, everybody, yes. to the Ladies Who London podcast. Lovely to have you along. And I have to say, it's been a massive week for the podcast. A massive week. Um, because it's all gone a bit bonkers, hasn't it? It has. So we were excited at the fact that, you know, there was about five people listening. Yeah. Um, and now we've suddenly got... What's, what's the figure, Alex? Well, so last week, I think we put on our socials... I don't know if we mentioned it in the podcast, that we were coming up for 20,000 downloads. We were on 18,500 downloads. Whoa. Well, this week, very casually, we've been promoed on the front page of Apple Podcasts. What? And we are rocketing towards 25,000 downloads wow. overnight. High fives. So I'm so I'm super excited. I'm super, super thrilled. Excited. Thank you so, so much. So welcome to all the new listeners. We're thrilled to have you along with us. I'm Alex, and that's Emily. Hello. And uh, we are well. We're the ladies to London. We do kind of informal London history with a little bit of humour and a little bit of nattering and a whole lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I should say the reason we're the, that we are in the same room uh, today is not because we've gone to each other's houses. No, oh god, no. We've gone somewhere that. else. We've got something much more exciting. We have. We have been invited onto the boat pod. <laughs> yes, and I'm. We're sitting here in this. Oh, it's, actually, I'm, I'm kind of in love with it. This amazing um, narrow boat up in Maida Vale, which is in the sort of northwest section of London. If you don't know London at all. And um, it's a podcasting studio, and we've been invited here by the Boat Pod to come and record our podcast here this week. 
It is absolutely incredible. There are so many little. We sound better than we've ever sounded. I know. I'm I'm enjoying how crisp we are sounding and professional. We've got all this gear in front of us, and they have the ability to do so much in this canal boat from recording. uh, music here they are planning on having dj sessions um they have a projector so they're able to have vodcasts as well as podcasts it's absolutely incredible and there's a third chair for a guest a which we haven't got this week yes we haven't got this week but we're thinking we should have another guest soon at some we? point and we are literally looking at the water we're looking out a little venice I can see and a duck. it's stunning and um so you've thank had, you. You've Boat had Boat. a pastry. I've had a pastry. I've, I've had a, a pan au chocolat. Yeah. It's just stunning. Happy days. So, yeah, thank you so much. Thanks Boat so much. So Happy don't days. get used to this quality of sound. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to be every week. This is really top. And <laughs> we should, I think we should do some, um, try and sell some ASMR, you know, yes. should we scratch some things for you oh, and try and... Oh God, that was so disappointing. <laughs> I've got a fizzy water and I was expecting it to pop and it really didn't. Oh well, never mind. We'll, we'll get some sorted and we'll, uh, you know, you can you can buy them for millions of pounds. Anyway, um, oh, the other big news. I mean, we've got so much news this week. The Gosh. other big news is, as you might have figured out from the entry, uh, we have... A dedicated website now. We've just launched oh, it this yes. week. I was like, what, what, <laughs> what on else? earth is Alex about to say? Well, we, okay, so we not only have a new website, which is ladieswholondon.com. None of this, you know, backing on the end of mine or Emily's website. It is now ladieswholondon.com. Ladies we're a brand now, baby. We're a brand. We're a brand. We should do merch. We should do merch. <laughs> we should actually do merch. I'd love that. On new a pants, please. New pants, please, on a T-shirt. Yeah. 10 out of 10 would wear. Um... But we've also rebranded. So we've got, we had um, the lovely picture that Emily drew before and we've decided that uh, we put need to... Put it in to... the bin. <laughs> Scratch that. You did put it in the bin ages ago. I did actually put it in the bin. You were like, do you still have that? I was like, no, don't no. silly. We need a better photo of it. And then she's like, oh, done. Mm, um, but so else. we've got a new logo with our actual faces on it as well. Oh, faces, our stupid faces. Um, And so that hopefully, if you have been subscribing already, should have popped up in your um, podcasty Thing. basket. Yeah, trolley, whatever. Yeah, wherever, um, already. But if you go onto the website, now this is where it gets really exciting. So not only have we got a dedicated website, every week, and we're going to be backdating these as well, we haven't um, done them all just yet, we are going to be doing a blog post to accompany each episode. So when we talk about the pictures of this, that and the other, the first one is already up, Kitty Fisher from last week. Uh, so when we were talking about the portrait of her and the, um, the little uh, kitten fishing in the goldfish bowl and the... Um, the reflections and everything that is all on the blog so there'll be a blog post each week and we're going to be going back and redoing the blog posts for the episodes we've already done it'll take us a while it takes a while but, but we'll get there guys yeah, we'll get there we'll so get there. um so feel free to go and have a look ladiesinland.com you can also link to it via our instagram and the blog is up there and then all the different ways of listening there's um apple podcasts and spotify and all that links to all that plus you can just listen you know in the um, embedded player on there do you know something about this place and these microphones we sound professional we do I'm, the equipment that i'm looking at is just brilliant oh we've got a timer on the table oh as yeah well, actually turn that yeah. over dun, 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 dun. it's a sound timer i mean here. this it's is like so good for podcasts dun, 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 dun. okay go get the crystals um kitty fisher kitty fisher what a disher what a disher yeah what was that can i kiss her can i kiss her so that's what we were talking about last week weren't we we were we do need to talk about a review though, don't we? Oh, <laughs> so we've had a little flurry of reviews, which is lovely. And up until now, we were five star reviews on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> and because I love to, you know, flagellate myself, I went and had a little look and I was like, we've gone down to 4.9. What's happening? 
And so I rooted out that one review that was not a five-star review. It really made me sad. It made me sad too. And then it made me, fu- it made me laugh. And then it yes. made me angry. And then it made me laugh again. <laughs> so what did this review say? Um, let me get the exact... Uh, the exact language that was used it was i mean it's kind of funny really you have to laugh about these kind of things you know if you can't if you can't laugh you know when the chips are down (laughs) when can you you've got to pick yourself back up there's humor in everything so go for it alex so this review that the title was well great start great start if you're into posh white women then go for your life but it's a hard pass from me And how many stars did that person Three stars. Three stars. That's not too bad, actually. Thanks a lot. (laughs) I mean, I would have expected a one star. He's like, hard pass for me. It was all right, though. Um, Yes. (laughs) So anyway. uh, I I just think it's hilarious that um, no one's ever called me posh. So although it kind of, it was quite angry, the the way that it was written. (laughs) But at the same time, I was like, oh my God, I've been called posh. You know, I was born in Essex and from where we grew up, it was not posh at all. And I get called posh a lot. And it's mostly my accent because I haven't had a posh upbringing at all. We're military. Um, but I get called posh. But anyway, but we are white women. We that is we've never true. we've never pretended I've to be anything, anything else. else. Um, so that is true. So, so 50, 50 I mean, percent of accurate it review. Is correct, accurate review. Accurate. Actually, what we're talking about that was a positive review. <laughs> um, so thank you very much for that person. Uh, <laughs> so funny. Oh dear me. So anyway, let's talk about Kitty Fisher. So let's talk about Kitty Fisher because people went absolutely wild about this last week, Alex. Honestly, it was like reading Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> Well, sorry. <laughs> was it? How, how does that go then? Well, it was saucy. She, I mean, she is a bit of a sauce pot. That's what I like about Kitty Fisher. Mm. And um, so for those who are new, you've probably gleaned from last week's episode. Uh, I know some have gone back to the start, actually. Um, in fact, we need to give a shout out to Eliza, oh, yes. who um, messaged us on Instagram uh, to tell us that she's just found the podcast. She's now on episode nine and she's really enjoying it. Um, and we said we'd give her a shout out. She's going to have to wait quite a while till she gets to episode 47 <laughs> for that shout out. <laughs> so but hi, Eliza. We hi, hope Eliza. that you're, uh, you're still enjoying it. Thanks for listening. Um, if you're still with us by 47, who knows? Who knows? Um, yeah, and um, so some people have gone back to the start and you'll know that we do a thing called Podcast Pedestal where every week when we do our podcast, we pick two of the kind of crux points or the most important bits of the story which we then get you to vote on we do and there were so many last week when it came to this this miss fisher um she's great isn't she she is so remind the viewers the viewers viewers? viewers? have you upgraded yourself (laughs) emily's got her own tv show now guys you can see us can't they i put lipstick on and everything um no what did you go for um well i went for the story now the story seems to be true the amount of money is is debated, but that she um, put a a banknote between two slices of bread mm. and ate it in front of people because she'd been offered what she considered to be a paltry sum of money, mm. and therefore she was going to make a point and she was going to eat that money. Um, so that's what she did. Tasty. And your your the pick was the richest sandwich she'd ever had. I know, right? Um, so I went with the fact that uh, I mean, you told it so well. <laughs> you know, she really kind of wanted media attention, so she was riding a horse and she wasn't wearing any panties. Yes. Oh my god! And she um, fell off the horse. Some say on purpose so that she could show herself off. Yeah. Um, and just the idea that she was riding commando <laughs> got my attention. Of course it would. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my. I mean, there's got to be chafing, hasn't there? Most should be side saddled, wouldn't she? And I can, this week I was watching the uh, show jumping on the Olympics and I couldn't help but think about kids. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh. Um, 
Yeah, so she sort of had to took this, uh, this four legs akimbo to get sort of column inches. Yeah. There we go. So we have collated all of your votes. I say we, I have. Yes, because I'm not allowed to. But uh, in fairness, that was your choice at the start. True. You wanted the I wheel. I put the polls up. Did you bring the wheel this week? No, I didn't. What? Well, as you know, Alex, it's pretty bloody big. Yeah, but we did make the travel wheel. We did make the travel wheel. Did you bring that? Yes. Oh, good. Okay, fine. So we've got the mini travel wheel. That's yes, all right. Yes, we've got the mini travel Phew, wheel. Phew, I was going to, I was panicking no, there for a minute. all is fine. <laughs> That's the mini travel wheel, just to give you a size idea, guys, is about the size of a plate. Okay. You've seen it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. Yeah, I can see it now. Yeah. Um, so the options were Riding Commando and the Money Sandwich. Riding Commando, it was, it was, a, it was a decent split this week. It was 39% to 61%. Okay. I, from the look of your eyebrows, I <laughs> and your body language. I don't usually get to see your body language through Zoom. Oh my god, <laughs> that is just rude. <laughs> um, I think you've done it, haven't you? I have not. Oh my, oh, you really? won. Yes, sixty-one oh percent for riding with no knickers. Oh well, I mean, a paltry thirty-nine you know. percent for the money sandwich. Oh well, to Slim be honest, go. they were both great options. Yeah. Um, but who is not going to vote for the fact that she rode a horse <laughs> without any knickers on? Well, all the Come people on. who voted for the money sandwich. Oh, that's true. So, yeah, 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 yeah. But, oh, so you brilliant. win. Oh, yes. So that means that we are neck and neck again. Again, twenty-two to very, twenty-two. This is becoming very. Even Stevens, isn't it? Mm. Which is probably better because when one of us was massively ahead than the other, we've got all sorts of complexes. <laughs> true, true. So now we're kind of uh, we're smiling at each other through this, and that's good. Smiling with my mouth and not my eyes. Oh yes, because of course I won. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> my smile is real. Yeah, all right, fine. Um, so where are we off to this week? We spun the wheel last week. Now, for those of you again who are new, we spin the wheel every week to figure out where we're going to go. And on the wheel, you've got you know quite a few place names, different areas of London. Yeah. And it landed in Wapping. <laughs> love the editing on that. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just loving this microphone so much. So that, that was the boat pod putting in the scratching right there. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Wapping. And um, I mean, I, I love Wapping. We both live near Wapping. Fantastic area of London. Um, and there's so many great sort of stories and things there. What have you gone for? So I went for a tunnel, a tunnel that a tunnel lives. that takes you out of Wapping. A tunnel that takes you out of Wapping, exactly. So <laughs> that's it's not cheating. really in Wapping. Okay. But it is because I have decided to tell you about the Thames Tunnel, which goes. Don't out. don't turn off. I promise the Thames Tunnel is interesting. It is interesting. <laughs> it's exciting. It's you know there are fires and floods and death. Woo. Please don't turn off. Um, <laughs> the goth guide is back. She loves so, a bit of death and destruction. Yes, I, um, I want to tell you about the Thames Tunnel because it was the first tunnel built underneath a navigable river ever in the world. Yeah. So pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. And it goes from Wapping to Rotherhive. So you go under the water. And you know a little bit about this, don't you, Alex? Well, I've been in that tunnel many many times as mm. actually i suspect a lot of our listeners would have done even if they don't know that they've been in it very true very true so um we can talk about the thames tunnel not to be confused with the Rotherhive tunnel because no. the Rotherhive tunnel is very close to the thames tunnel and it also goes under the thames um but you drive through it yeah. and that dates back to the early 1900s 
I want to tell you about a tunnel that goes back to 1843, which was when it was first opened to the Classic public. year for tunnels. Classic year for Classic tunnels. Year. Who doesn't love a tunnel? <laughs> um, but before the Thames Tunnel was completed, there were a couple of other tunnels um, where they tried to dig their way through and failed miserably. Because, of course, London's um, ground is mostly clay, isn't it? Which doesn't mm-hmm. isn't particularly great for digging stuff. No, exactly. It's clay, it's quicksand. Um, it's a really hard material to kind of uh, control, really. Um, and the reason why they needed to have a tunnel underneath this stretch of the river is because back in the 17, 1800s, the river was just full of boats. They say that you could have walked from one side of the other just by stepping on all of the boats. And on the side of Wapping, you had the London docks where you had ships coming in, bringing in tea, tobacco, sugar, alcohol. And then in Rotherhive, on the opposite side, you had the Surrey commercial docks bringing in wood, paint, pianos, meat. You know. <laughs> from, from wood and paint to pianos. That's quite the leap. <laughs> Fancy clothes. <laughs> Um, so what they wanted is they wanted to um, allow people to go from one side to the other um, quickly because of course at this point you didn't have Tower Bridge um, you didn't have many bridges going across the river at all really at this stage and there's nothing famously nothing east of London Bridge well no. I mean there is now but it's quite a far down river mm. but back then London Bridge was your own your last crossing without having to take a boat across exactly so in 1799 the first kind of idea that a tunnel was going to be um constructed under the river came from an engineer called ralph dodd and this was going to be from gravesend to tilbury um but they literally started it and it started to flood straight away they just weren't prepared so that stopped but a few years later richard trevithick you know him trevithick trevithick Terrific. Richard Terrific. (laughs) (laughs) You heard of him? No. Oh, so he um, is quite well known to be, um, well, at the time, a Cornish miner. And him and quite a few others tried to create a tunnel from Rotherhive to Limehouse. But Cornish miners, they are used to, you know, breaking through hard rock, exactly, and not used to quicksand or clay. So... This flooded, it was abandoned, they moved on. Classic. You know, and people said, look, it's impractical, it's never going to happen. But we then have Mark Isambard Brunel, who comes in the door and says, I'm sorry, guys, but you are wrong. It can be done. And when I say to you, Mark Isambard Brunel, Alex, what do you say? Isambard Kingdom Brunel. Yes, who is his son. Exactly. So the Brunel Dream Team um, were engineers and Mark, the father, he knew that it could work. And he patented something called the Tunnel Shield, which I'll describe um, the kind of look of it and how it works shortly. But with this, um, this piece of kit, this huge piece of kit that he patented, he knew he'd be able to tunnel underneath the River Thames. Um, I mean, that's quite some claim, isn't it? It is. Sort of go, all these guys have failed. I've, but I've got, I can do, I it. Can do it. He's got confidence, yeah. as Mark is in Bard Brunel. Um, so he needed money, though. Obviously, it's going to cost quite a lot of money. 
So um, when he kind of went into Parliament and spoke to various MPs, he said, look, I'm thinking about doing this. I know that it can work. He showed them how it can work, and they were convinced. People like the Duke of Wellington was so convinced that he gave quite a lot of money. He invested quite a lot of money into the tunnel, as did quite a few others. Oh, right. So um, it begins, and it begins in Rotherhive. And if you go to Rotherhive today, you will find the Brunel Museum. Mm. And you will see, um, visually, it kind of looks like this, uh, this garden in the round. It's this huge kind of, um, how would you say, it's like this platform that today is covered in lots of flowers. And yeah. you can go up and have cocktails. But underneath important. it, <laughs> very important, there's also this fire pit where you can roast marshmallows. Is there? Oh, have you not done it? No. Oh, God, it's amazing. Wait for I'll the winter. About, I'll talk about the museum and stuff at the end. Um, but basically, you can go underneath it, or into it, should I say, and you're suddenly in this huge rotunda, this huge round room that um, was um, created in 1825, and this was the start of the tunnel. Yeah. Now, they needed, of course, to get down, because the tunnel is underneath the bed of the river. Yeah. So it doesn't go through the water. It's not like... Um, you know, if you were to walk through, you can see fishes and, you know, see the water. <laughs> that would be cool. That would be cool. But I suspect slightly above the abilities at the time. Exactly. Um, so it's underneath the bed of the river. It's actually 23 metres um, underneath the river from the top of the water, when the water is at high tide. Right, okay. So 23 metres down. Um, so they had this huge kind of uh, iron ring, which was 50 foot in diameter. And on top of that, they had this 40 foot brick wall going mm. around it. And then on top of that, they built uh, essentially a pump house where they were going to pump out all of the water. Right. The weight of this is then going to push everything down. Oh. And you had people inside um, that were working for Brunel who was taking out all the soil. So right. the soil is coming out, the water is coming out, and it is sinking down. Um, That's snazzy. It's snazzy, isn't it? That is the word for the tunnel. <laughs> it is snazzy. Um, but there was a bit of a problem because it suddenly stopped. So the earth suddenly got quite hard and it wouldn't go down anymore. So they then put on top 50,000 more bricks to weigh everything down. Whoa. I mean, yeah. that's, that's a serious amount of bricks yeah it is and they realized that it would actually go down it would sink like um kind of like a pastry cutter or if you're oh, yeah, yeah. you know you're making biscuits and you cut it out kind of thing and you push it down if you imagine the iron ring to be like that and it's yeah. squishing through all of the clay and all of the you know the soft material I'm loving that you're keeping your references lockdown uh lockdown related the amount of baking everyone's doing everyone's like going, oh yeah i know what that is yeah <laughs> Um, and they realised that because the one in Rotherhive was kind of like a cylindrical shape where it was straight down on either side, when it came to the one that they created in Wapping, they needed it to be wider at the bottom. And if it was wider and it tapered out at the bottom, then it was going to sink. Oh. Yeah, this is sexy, isn't it? This, I mean, this, yeah. This is... <laughs> We've stepped away from seriously Kiffy, you know. sexy engineering non right here. Nickel I'm going right. to have to take a moment and just uh, lie down in a darkened room. I think <laughs> it does get exciting. Um, <laughs> so they've now created in Rotherhive um, this huge kind of um, big shaft. Well, hey, sexy. <laughs> <laughs> and they now need to dig 
under the river. And I don't know about you, but I would be extremely scared if I was down yeah, there. Yeah, terrified. The, you know, the fact that at any moment the water could come in, suddenly everything could crash from above you. Um, so, um, I yeah, don't not, know. Not, not a job for me. No, definitely. I don't know how much Brunel would have paid his workers. but I'd have I to suspect be, not much. Not much, but I'd have to be paid uh, quite a lot in order for me to get down there. But anyway, so let's talk about this tunnel shield that he created. He was actually inspired by a woodworm. A, a, a woodworm? Mm-hmm. Intriguing. Yes. Tell me more. So a little worms that kind of chew through wood. Yes. If you were to see... Um, you got that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm good to... with what a woodworm is. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, so if you were to see one, um, you would notice that they almost have this shield just above their head and it goes just kind of above their eyes so that when they are eating through the wood, the chips of the wood isn't damaging their face. Ooh. Yes. So this is... This is what inspired Brunel with his shield. So, essentially, I mean, it's massive. So you've got um, 12 frames uh, all on top of each other. And we will put a picture of this. Yeah, we'll put a picture because this is quite hard to... On the new blog, yes. Quite hard to explain. But you've got 12 frames going down and it's divided into three main sections. And then the whole thing is divided into 36 cells. And within each cell, you have one man working. So let's say the shield is facing the earth and you're wanting to tunnel north. We're in Rotherhive, you want to tunnel underneath the river and we're going to Wapping. Yeah. I'm a man. I'm in a... <laughs> I'm not... used to me. Uh, uh, <laughs> You're not a white woman. I'm not a white woman anymore. <laughs> I'm a man. Definitely not posh. And, um, and I'm standing there and I've got my little cell and in front of me I've got like a piece of wood it's my turn to take off this kind of section of wood and I'm going to take all the soil out in front of me and then I'm going to put the wooded section back. And then once everybody has done that in their 36 cells, then they bang the wood, they kind of screw it, pushing it north so that it goes section at a time. So everybody does their little piece because if you do it all together... So everyone else is sort of standing there waiting for Jeff to finish up there before (laughs) he gets going. Yeah, I think think so. Yeah, you can imagine it'd be like... God, bloody hell. No, I think maybe. Surely you'd have like line Someone, by line Yeah, or line by line. Yeah. Because if you did it all together, it would be too much. Still though. Yeah. And then you'd also have people around the top, around the bottom and the sides who, when they kind of went through the soil, they were then putting in the bricks. Right, yeah, okay. Because then you've got the tunnel, which is basically the edge of the tunnel. Yeah. When it's open and say you're walking through, the wall is going to be bricked. Yeah. So a huge operation and it was pretty terrifying. I mean, Mark himself, he got really ill. Not only did he have a couple of strokes whilst he was, um, you know, the person who was fronting this project, but he was also down there on a few occasions and he would um, take in sewage water, which a lot of the workers would do. And let's remember... And then swallow it. Swallow it, oh. yeah, because you've got all the drips coming through. Oh. All the water, all the leaks. And as we've talked about in previous episodes, the Thames was basically an open sewer, wasn't it? Exactly. So. Gosh. I mean, today, if you swallowed a bit of the water, well, you'd probably have a well, dodgy uh, now, belly. Now, it's funny you mention this, because oh. I was chatting with my sister-in-law yesterday, who does listen to the podcast. Hi, Katie. Hi, Katie. And she said... I've mentioned what... The, you know, she said, oh, next week's Thames Tunnel. Said, yeah, yeah. I said, tell them... That I recently had a bad stomach from te- from drinking some Thames water because she went swimming in it. So there we go. I've told. I said that won't come there up. I'm not going to tell everyone. And you did I know? You've done it, Katie, and her dodgy belly Absolutely. has been announced. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> so there you go. You know, it, Katie there swallowed the water and was not very Did, well. She, she'd done a Brunel. Done a Brunel. All over the place. Uh, oh God, <laughs> done a Brunel. <laughs> Sounds absolutely revolting. Um, so when actually Brunel did do a Brunel, it would have been even worse. You know, so bad, the water coming in. And the water gave off um, methane, which was then ignited Ooh, yeah. when they um, had all the oil lamps going. Of course, yeah. Because it's going to be dark dangerous. down there. You know, you're not going to take your, your your iPhone and use the torch, are you? You've got your oil lamps. So um, you've got all sorts of disasters. And it did flood. Oh, I should say as well that um, Mark at this point, because he was quite unwell, he got his 20-year-old son, Isambard, to get involved. Yeah. So you've got Mark, Isambard, I mean, they were a team on a lot of projects, weren't they? I mean, they swear... From this, this was yeah. the first time they worked together. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, this was the first time that he got his son involved. I mean, Isambard, the son, at this point, you know, you could tell that he wanted to go into engineering. He was interested. He would, you know, come up with different ideas and designs. But what was... happened to that? Mm. Yes, right. <laughs> I don't know. Did he do anything with his life? I mean... It would it would seem from the history books that yeah he might yes, have done. I think might so. have to pick him up on another yes, another pod. I think so. So um, so the son he got involved, and in 1827 there was a huge flood, and at this point they had got they kind of knocked through 549 feet from Rotherhive to Wapping. So right. that's quite a, a, a lengthy yeah. part of the tunnel that they've done, and suddenly it gets flooded. Um, so what they need to do is they need to pump out all the water. And oh, they no. the pump. Okay, sorry. Oh, yeah, go for it. Was anyone in it when it flooded? Not at this point. Okay. But there is, sadly <sighs> to say, coming up shortly. But during this time, in 1827, um, Isambard, the son, decided to drop a diving bell into the river. Ooh. And then somebody in the diving bell on top of the tunnel was throwing bags of clay into or onto that area which the water was going through so where you yeah. had kind of like the hole in the tunnel at the top suddenly you've got lots of clay bags that's yeah. been put on top of that to stop any more leaks um which in itself just sounds I mean, you know to <laughs> god i mean yeah we're talking about what almost 200 years ago mm. and you just think that's that's the kind of engineering that even now would be tricky yeah definitely and to celebrate um Isambard said, look, you know, I've, I've been down in the diving bell, lads. I've sorted it out. We've got the clay bags down there. No more leaks. Um, let's have a banquet in the tunnel. Great. And, you know, John's like, to be honest, I'd rather just go home to my wife. <laughs> I'm in this tunnel quite a lot. <laughs> um, so they have this big banquet. I mean, it's obviously quite dark down there. So they've just got their oil lamps and you've still got a couple of leaks. For all the workers or for, for invited people as well? or just No, just for the workers. Just the workers. Okay, just for the workers. But it was publicised. Right. And I should say as well, um, to Probably get quite a good PR actually for oh, that definitely. you know because i imagine it's the first in the world and we've heard of two that have already failed everyone else will be going oh not sure about this yeah yeah um and to get a little bit of money because they did have financial difficulty here and there to get a little bit of money they would invite members of the public to come down and view the construction oh. and you'd pay you know a couple of pennies to do so so right. that was a way of getting a bit of revenue interesting um, now, there was a fl another flood. <laughs> um, just a year later, so 1828, and I'm sorry to say that six people died in this flood. Whoa. So there was um, the exit. I mean, you're not sorry to say, because you are the goth guy, and you love a bit of death and destruction, but still, yeah. It just adds to the drama, doesn't it? <laughs> so I know it's, it's terrible to say, but so the water came in, a huge amount of water came in. And um, six men were trapped. And Isambard was in there as well. Ooh. And he went off to um, 
to an entrance that he would have known and the other six would have known that was locked. So the six went the other way to an area where they knew the entrance was open, but sadly they couldn't open it in time. Oh. Isambard went in the opposite direction to the, the door that essentially was locked. And when he got up to that point, he was banging and banging and banging. The water is like covering him oh at this God. point. Um, and somebody it's very hears, dramatic. It's very dramatic. Somebody hears him banging on the other side. So thankfully someone was on the other side, opened the door, and he kind of like just flies out along with so much water. Ends up being revived and taken to a hospital in Bristol to recover. Wow. And whilst he was there, he heard about a little competition to build a bridge. Oh, which hello. Later becomes the Clifton Suspension Bridge. Interesting. Yes. Um so God, you just had so much going on. So we so essentially that, you know, Mark's pretty audacious plan and and, and you know engineering thing almost killed Somebody who then later became one of the best engineers this country has ever seen. Yeah, absolutely. That's, I mean, that's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, true. I mean, if he, yeah, if he would have died, you know, the Brunels, I mean, we still would have spoke about them, but not as much as... But if you say Brunel to anybody, they say, oh, Isambard Kingdom, Brunel. They rarely, unless they're nerds like us, say Mark. That's true, actually. You know. That is true. Um, So then, I mean, unfortunately, because of financial problems and people kept hearing about you know, the troubles the tunnel uh, was having. People just yeah. thought, oh, this tunnel, it's a little bit like, um, you know, the crossrail. It's like, oh, God, <laughs> you know, is this ever going to actually be done? You know, how much more money is it going to cost? You know, it's, there's a little bit of a joke there, isn't there? You know, yeah. um, am I allowed to say that? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, come on, name and shame crossrail. crossrail. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Although crossrail, um, if you want to sponsor us, we're down with that. That's true, actually. <laughs> You're doing a brilliant job, lads. And Keep going. Um, okay, so um, because of financial difficulty, they actually had to stop for seven years. Oh, that's... Yeah. And that's got to be painful for Mark and Isambard to think, you know, put so much effort in. Were And at this point, they were about 75% of the way through. Right. And they just had to um, close it down. And they didn't think that they would get the money. And they thought that it was just going to be left there, you know. But thankfully, they did get money in the end from the Treasury. A whopping £247,000 was lended to them. That's a lot. That's what, a lot What would money. that equate to in... Current terms? Oh, I don't know. You're good with that. Well, there's a website, isn't there? There's a website. Have a little look. What? Approximately 17 mil. What? No, it must be 247,000 in that. uh, Do you think? I mean, I I feel like this stuff takes a lot of money to create. Look at Crossrail. It's going to the billions, isn't it? Oh, my God. I wouldn't think that 17 mil would be massively over the top for massive engineering. A massive you know. engineering. Okay. I mean, yeah, Crossrail is enormous, but it's gone up to what? How many hundreds of billions? It's actually I don't know exactly how much, but mm, okay. Um, now at this point, the shield that was patented had rusted because it hadn't been used for such a long time. <laughs> so they also needed the money to create a new shield. But you know, at this point, Mark and Isambard they had better ideas. It had been quite a few years, so they were able to expand it and, and make it better to use. Okay. Um, but it was at the butt of so many jokes and there was... It must have been properly kind of uh, a bit of a white elephant. Yeah, it really was. And there was um, this little kind of ditty or little poem. It was called The Thames Tunnel and written by James Smith. And it, it went like this. Good Monsieur Brunel, let misanthropy tell that your work half complete is begun ill. Heed them not, bore away through gravel and clay, nor doubt the success of your tunnel. 
That very mishap when the tunnels forced a gap and made it fit haunt for an otter has proved that your scheme is no catchpenny dream. They can't say twill never hold water. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> I should also say that he was a French Anglo, which is why it says uh, monsieur. good monsieur. Good monsieur, yeah. Good monsieur. Um, so, yeah, that was And actually, I, th- I thought you were going to say it was um, poking fun at the tunnel. It seems like he's actually uh, supporting it, is he? Or have I got that wrong? I think, no, I think he's, um, I think he's kind of making a bit of a joke oh, there. Okay. It will never hold water. Oh, no, I guess he is all for it, actually, isn't he? We'll just edit this out. Yes, edit that <laughs> little bit out. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's such a great little ditty, though. It's crazy, isn't it? Love it. Um, now, in the tunnel, you had lighting that was fitted. Um, there were roadways. There so was... they finished it by this point, So at this point, yeah, yeah. we're coming up to the, the, the point where they're going to open it to the public. There were spiral staircases. An engine house was built on the Rotherhive side, which is now part of the museum today. Mm-hmm. So finally, on the 25th of March, 1843, we've got the grand opening. Woo-hoo. And grand it is. Everybody has come from far and wide to see this tunnel um, and there were fortune tellers there were people that were singing there was music there were fireworks in the evening in the first 27 hours it is said that 50,000 people had walked through the tunnel Whoa. yeah huge and um, the tunnel initially it was going to be able to take horses and carts down right but um, this was just impossible because you had to go down this spiral staircase to get to yeah. the floor to then move through the tunnel. So it was just impossible. So, so 20, yeah, up, 23 metres is yeah, yeah. quite a lot. For yeah. So it ended up just being a walkway tunnel. Right. And so if you went down there, um, you'd see all marble, you'd see blue and white tiles. It was really beautiful. Um, and you would come to the bottom and you'd see these two tunnels. And within the alcoves, there would be lots of people that were selling all sorts of fanciful things so um they would be selling certificates that would say i've made it through the tunnel <laughs> um all sorts of different like photos or like pictures kind of souvenir type stuff souvenir type stuff exactly although you know through the years people would be selling fabrics people would be selling um uh kind of plates and oh, okay cups. so sort of became just a, a general selling place yeah exactly wow. um and they would say that you know if you came out to the other side so say you came out at Wapping and you weren't holding anything it's probably because you put your head down and you walked from one side to the other and you were probably pretty scared so walked quite quickly <laughs> whereas if you came out and you were laden in so many objects and different things it meant that you were quite brave because you stopped to talk to the sellers and see the entertainments and Oh, it's like know, a badge of honour. Yeah, definitely, to have things within your arms when Amazing. you come out. Now, it was, of course, pretty dark down there. Although they did have uh, gas lamps and oil lamps, it was very dark. And that meant, because it was open 24 hours a day, Ooh, okay. that you've got all sorts of dodgy goings-on yep. of an evening time. So if you wanted to meet a lady of the night, if you wanted to bump into the likes of Kitty Fisher... <laughs> I'm not sure Kitty Fisher would have gone anywhere have gone quite as low, low level as, as the tunnel. She's um, going to the opera in her diamonds, don't forget. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but if you wanted to meet a lady of the night, then uh, it's where you went. And it would be quite scary to walk through because you'd have lots yeah. of pickpockets and people that were going to try and stop you and take your money. And to walk from one side to the other, it would have taken uh, a good 15 minutes. 
quite a long while. Oh, so I would have thought more actually. But oh really? Yeah, they say yeah. about fifteen minutes. No, I suppose so. Yeah, because if you think if the, the Greenwich Foot Tunnel is about, it's about, about 10, that, isn't minutes, it? ten minutes, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, so if you needed to get to the other side of the river, you know, pretty quickly, and it's say coming up to ten or eleven o'clock at night or something, then well, I guess it doesn't matter what time it is because it's going to be dark down there anyway. Yeah. Um, Oh, that would be pretty Take your scary. Take in your hands a little bit. Yeah. In the day, they said, you know, it was hustle and bustle. There was a buzz down there. You'd go yeah. down there to witness people's fashion. You would see people in finery. People like um, Michael Faraday, the oh, father yeah. of electricity. He mm-hmm. went down there. You had people like... Um, <laughs> Did he kind of go along going, I might have an invention for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Give me a couple of years, guys. Um, you had people like John Rennie, who's responsible for a couple of our bridges yeah. and also the canals. Going um, to see the competition. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, people like Queen Victoria, who absolutely loved it and actually gave um, Mark a knighthood. Oh. Yes, because they were so impressed with him. Well, Vic. Exactly. Um, but Mark, um, he was very unwell by the time that people started to go through the tunnel. And it was in 1849, so just a few years after that he, he passed away. Right. And he died at the age of 80. So that was his last ever project. Okay. So this is I mean, what a way to go, though, What hey? a way to go. Um, and he passes the reins over to his son. And his son, from that point on, he, of course, well, designed the Clifton Suspension Bridge, which he never actually saw completed. Oh, really? Because he died 10 years after his father at the age of 53. Oof. Yeah, but he, you know, he's responsible for Paddington Station, mm-hmm. um, the Hungerford Bridge yeah. he's responsible for, um, or the original Hungerford Bridge, I should say, the uh, SS Great Britain, both mm-hmm. of oh, them. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was the, yeah. that was the kind of the project that sort of did for him, wasn't it? Yeah, said. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and just to say, if you wanted to go and uh, visit the Brunel's graves, because, you know, why wouldn't why you? Why wouldn't you, yeah. <laughs> um, the family are buried in Kensal Green Cemetery. Interesting, because there's quite a few people buried up there who I've been meaning to go and have a little look at, like mm. Mary Seacole um, and some other people I talked about on Global Tea Break ages ago. So maybe, maybe we have a little Ladies in London outing to go to the... I think we should as well. Yeah. Can we take this canal boat? Yes. <laughs> Great. They don't get a choice here, we're just going to do it. We're just going to stay here, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> We've been given a two-hour slot, yes. but I think we'll just... They meant two years, it's fine. They meant two years, exactly. I don't want to leave. This chair is so comfortable as well. Um, so uh, Anyway, back to, now, the... <laughs> yes, back to the, the tunnel. Now, you mentioned that you have been through the tunnel and quite a few of our listeners have probably been through it as yeah. well. And why would that be, Alex? Well, because it still exists mm. and it is part of the transport network. It is. So um, although quite a few people, I say quite a few people, thousands of people, well, millions of people entered the tunnel when it was first opened and people still continue to do so. Um, People that were selling items had to pay a little bit of money to be able to have a stall there. So they were getting a little bit of money because you had to pay a couple of pennies to go through. But it wasn't enough because... Gosh, it cost them so much to actually create. It was like 454000 to dig and then another 180000 to actually, you know, put the, the lights there, to do the stairwell, to do all the fittings and make yeah. it actually look nice, to ventilate it as well. Of course, yeah. So some say that the ventilation was surprisingly good down there. Mm. Um, so, so much money. So what they had to do in the end is sell it and they sold it in the 1860s to the London Railway Company. 
uh, which initially uh, had trains coming through, which was um, transporting people and goods. Mm. And, and this would be steam trains as well. Yes. And it's quite interesting. Yeah, and if you um, were to go into the shaft at Rotherhive, yeah. uh, which is part of the museum, the walls are thick yeah. with smoke, you know, smoke-stained yeah. walls. It's so dark down there and you that's can sort of smell it can't you you can smell it mm. and that's because you had the steam trains coming through yeah. um, and actually if you go in there and you can go in there for um performances i remember before lockdown i went in there it was st patrick's day and there was a wonderful little jig happening in Fantastic. there a little jig gig um yeah, they do kind of cabaret nights and stuff don't they, they and, do. and things like that yeah you can get married in there as well fab yeah and you hear the trains come underneath you because the trains are still going the trains are still not going. steam trains not steam trains but overground trains yeah so it's now part of the ginger line the london overground line yeah so if you are coming from say shoreditch and you're going on the overground uh, towards rotherhive then you'll come through to Wapping, yeah. and as soon as you pass Wapping, you you're then you're going in the under. oldest sub river tunnel in the world in the world and that's what i, f- I find so fascinating about london uh, is that i mean that's a massive bit of history yeah because of course by Brunel doing that, everyone then went, oh, we can do it and let's do it in other places. And let's, you know, now we've got yeah. a variety of tunnels that go, you mentioned the exactly. Rotherhive, got the Greenwich Foot yeah. Tunnel, and of course, tunnels all over the world. Yeah. This is the first one in the world. And people use that line every single day for commuting, for pleasure, for work, whatever. And they don't know, for the most part, that they're going through a bit of history. Absolutely. Which is just incredible. It really is, isn't it? Yeah. So there we go, the Thames Tunnel. And you mentioned the museum, so oh, what, yes. what do we find in the museum? What's, what's... So um, the main museum is the old engine house. Yeah. And so in there, you're going to find models of the shield that he painted. You're going to find lots of information about the Brunels. Um, lots of sketches. Um, right. A little sketch of the diving bell. Um, sketches of the tunnel itself and how they thought that it would look. Um yeah, lots of beautiful little things. And, and it is open now, isn't it? I it think is I walked open. past the other day. And it is open. And they're really utilising their space because just next to the entrance of the engine room, you've got this kind of, um, it's kind of like this, it's almost like a stage because you go up the steps to this kind of, uh, this heightened area. Yeah. And today you will find on a weekend there are tables there and seats. Now, importantly, is that where you can get the cocktails that you mentioned? Yes. Good, okay. So they have <laughs> their cocktail... Um, I guess company is called Midnight Apothecary. Oh, hello. And on the top of the shaft where you have all of the plants and things, they have all sorts of different um, edible flowers that are being grown and different herbs that they put in their cocktails. They're gorgeous. They're so nice. And so you can eat there. There's performances there. Um, You can do a tour so you can go into the shaft itself or if you go up to the top in the garden area, they will sell you some marshmallows and you can roast your marshmallows around the fire. Feeling like a day trip is in order. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's very close to where it's, we it live, is. Yeah. It's yeah, literally a stone throw away. How amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a blue plaque as well, not to Mark, but to Isambard. It does say Mark's name, um, kind of at the back of the engine house, but there is a blue plaque to Isambard. Mm. And one story I'll just say that I love about Isambard is he once um, accidentally swallowed a coin 
he was doing this trick to his children where he was going to throw this coin up and it was going to disappear somewhere, but it accidentally got lodged in the back of his throat. And his father um, actually said, we've got to turn you upside down. So he got him on a table and actually kind of like turned the table so it was vertical. Oh my goodness. Um, I don't know if the table did that anyway. It was like horizontal and it could be moved vertically. So he was like strapped to it and then they moved it so what? he was vertical. And this coin eventually got uh, dislodged and came out. Uh, what? <laughs> That's mad. I know, yeah. What a great story. Yeah, there you go. Brilliant. Well, that's the Thames Tunnel. Fab. Thanks, Em. <laughs> Who knew that a tunnel could be so exciting? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it is, though. It's great. Isn't it? And that's, um, it's funny, because when you say things like, we're going to talk about a tunnel, and everyone's like, oh, really? Oh, but it's, it's, it's so fascinating. And like so much of London's history, there are really weird little bits and stuff that go along with it that make it really quite entertaining exactly and it's you know the fact that it's still there and you can go through it it's a little bit like um a couple of weeks ago and you were telling us about the necropolis railway mm. and the the fact that you can go and see a little bit of it you know yeah. the old entrance and stuff that's what's so exciting that london still holds so much history and little bits that you're able to go oh i haven't just read about it i've seen it yeah, that's exactly. a physical thing that's a tangible thing yeah and so when it comes to the thames tunnel you know, the fact that you can actually ride through it is astonishing. And I'm such a little nerd about it that I kind of, I get a little thrill every time I'm doing it. And I sort of sit on the train and I go, Ooh, I wonder if anybody else I remember else that, knows next time this. I'm sat next to you on the overground. I'll be like, right, four seats away. Not that kind of thrill. Well, you know, who knows? Uh, if you're hard up, you know, let's, oh, uh, well, hey. whatever. Anyway, but I kind of, I sometimes think, I wonder if anyone else knows this. Like, complete nerd. I know, like, when people are opposite I tell and they're like reading, I just want to tap them on the shoulder and be like, um, you don't want to miss this. <laughs> we're about to go under the Thames <laughs> and they probably go yeah I know you're like yeah no but in a no, really but, historic you know, way yeah, yeah exactly like 1843 hello full on nerd level absolutely <laughs> we are actually amazing. going for a tunnel where prostitutes used to roam <laughs> Oh, Rome, I love that Rome. Rome around, <laughs> yeah, sort of showing a little toe. The African savannah or something. Anyway, fabulous. Thank you so much, Em. What great, um, no great chat about the tunnel. So. And yeah, look at the t- the sand timer. We're halfway there. We're gonna have to put a photo up of that now that you've uh, chatted about. I know, I know. I'll take a photo afterwards. Podcast pedestal. We need to pick our podcast pedestal options for this week we do what are you gonna go for do you know what i'm gonna let you choose first this week <gasps> are you okay no all right um i i've it, this is it, the story that kind of really struck me um and it's one that i i knew a little bit about before but not quite in the in the detail that you told it was the story of um isambard getting almost squished by the water oh, and kind of being saved because um that thing of him going the opposite direction and just taking his chances and mm. goodness me, um, kind of you know, that image of him banging on the door and somebody sort of opening the door and like hoiking him out. Um, because if that hadn't happened, he would have been drowned like the other poor lads who were in there and we would never have the Clifton Suspension Bridge. Amongst other things, we'd never have the, you know, the amazing greatness of Isambard King to Brunel. Mm. Um, so I think that, yeah, that, that sort of the flood that nearly... Nearly got him. Nearly got him. That's, That's a good one. Or rather, um, I think I think the actual thing is him being sort of saved from the flood. Yes. Yeah, particularly that, I think. Okay. All right. Nice. Um, I think I'm going to go for the tunnel shield. Ooh. Yes, the old woodworm shield. A bit of sexy engineering. A sexy... I'm rubbing my 
sneeze well, okay, while I good. say this. Um, <laughs> Um, yes, I, I think, you know, because the shield, and I will put a picture up, is, is wonderful. And if you do go to the museum and you can see this kind of 3D model and it's got little little men kind of within each cell doing their own little thing and it was such a, a slow process, um, you know, little by little every day. And that really kind of gave birth to the idea that we could create the London Underground as well. Mm. Wow. Which came, you know, 30 years Yeah, later. so Henry Greathead, because I was thinking when you were saying that, it sounds a bit like his shield, mm. but then I knew that he took his ideas from Brunel. Yeah, so. yeah. Wow. There you go. And we've got some delight. We've just, it's so interesting, isn't it? Because we're on this boat pod yeah. and there's canal boats literally going past us. We've got the electric barge going past us there. So you might be able to hear a bit of, a bit of uh, engine noise in the oh, background. Got pirate bunting in their windows. Is this a tourist boat or is that a... a, a, a personal one i'm not sure but come to little little venice guys because it's just such an exciting place beautiful isn't it to be wow okay so there we go so that's our podcast picks fabulous um so how can people vote on that so you can go to instagram um, and on sunday i will put up the polls so you can go to alex's instagram which is tourguide.alex or my instagram which is guide emily or our Instagram, which is Ladies in London Podcast. And you can I'm also just tested. like, <laughs> well done, you pass. Um, or you can just, just like, I don't know, you can write to us. Yeah, so now we've got the website. There's a very easy, um, at the bottom of the, the page, you can just pop it as a little contact box. You can just drop us a message and say, I want this one. Yeah, yeah. fine. However you want to get in touch with us, please do. Please do. And we will count your vote. Amazing. So there we go. Yay. Fantastic. The Wheel of Destiny. Well, it's time to see what we're going to be chatting about next week. Dun, 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 so next dun, week dun. will be my pick. Yes. Because uh, we alternate. And you've got the travel wheel. I've got the travel wheel. Amazing. Um, which I don't know why I don't just use anyway. Oh, no, I do know. It's because I love the wheel. Yeah. The actual wheel. The actual wheel. Um, okay, so are you ready? Yes, I am. And it's smaller, so it's going to spin even faster than usual. <laughs> Okay, Alex, here we go. Ooh, it's landed in one of my favourite areas. Um, Rotherhoe. That was the chair, if you can't. <laughs> <laughs> Just to say, that was the chair, the little squeak in the background there, guys. Um, sure thing. Posh, she is not. Uh, no, it was definitely the chair. Um, it's landed in Covent Garden. Ah, okay. Have we been, we haven't been there for a while, have we? We haven't been there for a while. Um, so many options now. There's quite a lot of stuff I do want. I've got you know, as you might imagine, my Covent Garden list is quite long. I've got Royal Ballet and all sorts of stuff in there, um, gin things like that. But I think I'm going to go for something. There's a, been a new museum that's just opened a couple of weeks ago. Um, on Bow Street, and it's the old Magistrates Court. So I think I'm going to do the Bow Street Runners and the Magistrates Court that's there. I think that's what we're gonna we're gonna look at next week because that's quite a bit, quite an exciting little bit of history and the sort of the, the precursor to London's police force. Let's do that. Fantastic, Yay. lovely. I'm into that. Bab, great. Well, there we go. Amazing. That's wow. it for this week. 
And a, a huge thank you to the lovely ladies at the boat pod. Yeah, massive thank you. We're absolutely thrilled and, and we might just stay here forever. Yeah, and know, guys, that you can rent out this incredible space. It's so unique. So if you've got a podcast or if you're wanting to record a bit of music here, they've got brilliant facilities that you should definitely check out. Yeah, it's really lovely. We, I think we might do a little blog post on it as well. So yeah, that, um, definitely. Can see so you can see what it where looks like. Recording, yeah. It's, um, it's rather lovely. It is. It's and it's slap nice. bang in the middle of Maida Vale. Yeah. And Little Venice. Yeah. Which, have we done anything around here? I don't, I don't have, have we? think so. We might need to do a little kind of Regent's Canal at some point yeah. or something like that. But anyway. Yeah. Fit ideas for another uh, future podcast. And also we should say if there's any topics that you want us to put on the list. Because, as you know, the wheel is random. But we do have a little list of options for when the wheel selects somewhere. We um, can then pick what we want to do from our little list. So if you want something... Um, like Eliza did this week said you know she wants some Royal Doc stuff let us know we'll pop it on the list and as and when it comes up or it can be linked to somewhere that comes up we'll do it exactly and you know let us know what you think if you do think that we are posh white women then you know you <laughs> keep can, it to yourself it is to, well you know <laughs> they can say whatever they want as long as it's we might not listen nice. but <laughs> Um, yeah. No, please feel free to review and you know let us know. Yeah, we'd love we'd love to um, to kind of you know the the growth that we've had in the last couple of weeks is we're honestly I cannot oh, tell so you how chance. thrilled we are because this is a labour of love for us. We we yeah. love doing this podcast. It's been we figured out almost a year mm-hmm. that we've been doing it and we want to keep it going and we want to make a success of it. So um, we're we're delighted to have you all the new listeners along. Um, and all of our lovely listeners who've been listening from the start so thank you so much it honestly it really means the world to us and we're going to keep going as long as you'll keep listening wonderful all right guys enjoy your week and we'll be back next week with ladies who london podcast see you then bye Bye. and that's us sweet